Hi guys, this is a video in reaction to Rick Beato's video on tinnitus. I developed tinnitus many years ago. Um, it got quite bad and then it got really bad. And when it got really bad, I stopped playing music for quite a while because I literally could not listen to sounds. In between that time, I tried lots of different uh, remedies, lots of uh, different sort of new age ideas and none of these things worked. I also tried lots of earplugs because the assumption is if sound is quiet, then it will go away or it won't be so bad, which is true to some degree. But of course, the problem with tinnitus and probably what's not really understood is that it's not just the volume, it's the frequencies. So for instance, certain frequencies might not affect one person in the way that they will affect another. The abuse of these frequencies and the way that your brain processes these sounds and creates your reaction to them will then determine whether they're going to hurt your ears or they will start ringing. Because in your ears you have these little hairs and these hairs can literally get damaged. This in turn will offset like a ringing sound. And for instance, you'll be lying in bed at night like this and then all of a sudden this deep, you know, horrible sound is in your ear and it won't go away. It can drive people literally insane. Now if you're a musician, <laughs> you're literally finished because it's very difficult to, not just to deal with the pain, but you, 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 how can you mix a record? How can you write for an orchestra? Because you have to hear, you need this hearing perception. For me, it was one last ditched attempt because I went into this shop and there was a guitar magazine and I thought, well, I don't really want to look at it because I can't really play anymore. But I looked through the pages and there was this article about these earplugs, these molded musicians' earplugs. Anyway, I got these earplugs and I can remember the night I put them in. I put them in and I was playing piano and um, I didn't feel any pain. And so I played some more and I still didn't feel any pain. And I played more and more and more and more and still no pain. There's still a slight kind of um, airy resonance in my head, but no pain. And it was just amazing to be able to play music again. We don't realize how lucky we are to be able to play music, how lucky we are to listen to music, to hear it and it not be painful. If there's one crucial element to tinnitus and tinnitus avoidance, that is to understand how the sound is going into you. So for instance, if the sound is just going directly into your ears, it will cause pain because it will trigger that reaction in your brain. So in my case, the sound, if it's coming this way, I sort of move slightly or this way slightly or this way or this way or something because my brain will be telling me subconsciously through experience of many years of this to get the sound to come around underneath or over the top, not boom, straight through. Because if you have tinnitus, it's like needles going to your ears if it's going directly into your ears, especially with something like headphones or when Rick says he's at a concert and he has to leave halfway through. You know, you're going to have to leave halfway through because these electronic frequencies will just literally bombard your ears. It's chaos going on. And your vision is so focused on what you're looking at that you're not paying attention to what you're hearing.
and it will be extremely painful. So one of the things you need to understand if you have tinnitus, you need to know the sounds that affect you. So for instance, you might be mixing a record, let's say, and you can mix it fine and there's no tinnitus. But you might suddenly find one part or one instrument that sets the tinnitus off. Let's say it's a cowbell on a drum. So you're mixing the record and it sounds fine and then suddenly beep, it comes in. So you could say, well, okay, let's mix the rest of this record and bring that cowbell in at the end because that affects my hearing. And then I'll mix it last of all with musician's earplugs or something. That's fine. That way you can cope and you can deal because you know what affects your ears. If you don't know the sounds that set off the tinnitus or the frequencies or what the sounds are that they're going to come from, then you do have a problem because you're, you're in a state of chaos. Um, so for me, I know the sounds that set my tinnitus off. And I know if I'm in an environment where those sounds might occur, um, both consciously and subconsciously, to not let them interfere with my hearing. So if I hear a bad sound, I like, just move slightly or, or something like that. And um, the sound will pass over or pass around or pass under or something, not through. Because if it's through, it's just painful. So when Rick says that sometimes he doesn't get tinnitus, it goes away, it might be, or more than likely is, because when he's listening subconsciously, he's moving slightly just like this, or moving down just like this, or moving just slightly like this, or moving away just like this. Because the brain, after a while, when you have experience of having this for a long time, will tell you um, subconsciously to move slightly, to move so that the sound goes over or under or around as opposed to through the ears. This is extremely difficult to explain and I'm sure on video this sounds utterly ludicrous. Um, I accept that but I'm speaking from experience and I'm speaking from wanting to play music and wanting a peaceful life. Um, you have to understand these frequencies, you have to understand your response to them and you have to understand the frequencies that really disrupt you the most. Anyway, if this video is of any use to you, then please smash the subscribe button, smash the like button, click the notification button, write a comment in the comment section, and hopefully I'll see you all in the next video. And thank you for watching.